When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. So an interesting video for you guys today. I did debate with myself whether to actually make this video or not. But I thought, ultimately, I'm not revealing anyone's private information here. And I just thought my subscribers would find this funny and interesting. I hope nobody, including the person involved, gets offended, as this is just a bit of fun. So a bit of background. Recently, I was in communication online with someone in the film industry. And this someone mentioned that another actor and film director wanted my email address. And he asked whether he could give it to me. The name of the person who wanted my email was Danny A. Abekasa. When I read that name, it rang a few bells. I thought it sounded familiar. And I realised that this was a guy who had been in Martin Scorsese's The Irishman in two scenes with Robert De Niro and one with Bobby Cannavale. It's the guy who is simply credited as Deadbeat, the one who keeps pretending his mother is dying over and over to avoid paying the big, and he gets punched in the stomach and thrown out the door by De Niro. This guy directed and starred in a movie in 2019 called Mobtown as the lead character. He played notable crime figure Joseph Barbara. The movie is centred around the infamous Appalachian meeting, and for those who don't know, this was an organised crime summit attended by the top-level mafia gangsters to discuss business. They were very famously busted by the cops when a local state trooper caught wind of this huge mob meeting. Over 100 of the most dangerous gangsters in America attended, and more than half were arrested. This was a huge blow to the mob. This took place in the 50s, by the way. And they had remained an undercover organisation up until then, but the Appalachian Conference exposed the crime syndicate to the world and to those who had previously refused to believe that such a network of organisations existed, like the FBI. The subsequent years brought media scrutiny and the eyes of the law on those who attended the meeting. The summit took place at an estate owned by Barbara, and of course the disaster that was the meeting brought huge embarrassment to his feet, and he is thought to have handed over his reins over as boss of his crime family shortly after. Abekase plays the role of Joe Barbara, and the movie is centred around him preparing to host this huge meeting. It's pretty weird, because we follow him running around town buying fish and groceries for a lot of the runtime, which is not really what you expect from a film called Mobtown. The movie also stars David Arquette as the state trooper who discovers the meeting is going to be held and helps bring it down. Before the film came out, I reviewed the trailer and shortly after the film was released, I watched it and reviewed it on my channel. I'll leave a link in the top right hand corner. Long story short, the film was a disaster. It was absolutely terrible. 
and the acting in particular was woeful, especially from Abekasir as Joe the Barber, as he was known. In fact, the film was actually hilarious, unintentionally so, and the ineptness of the way it was made actually made it a really entertaining film. Here are some extracts from my review. The Costello and Anastasia shootings occur around about before the 15 minute mark, and the actual Appalachian meeting takes place during around the last 10 minutes of the movie. In between all of this is an almost surreal picture in which we follow two men separately, as one finds love and purpose in this small sleepy town, and the other goes around buying fish and pork chops. Seriously, a huge chunk of this film's runtime is dedicated to a man driving around town and ticking stuff off his shopping list. The look of the film is sickeningly cheap. They must have spent most of their budget on the gorgeous vintage cars. By the way, it's the same six or so cars you see in almost every scene, and it was made no more painfully obvious than in the end when all the gangsters jump into their cars and drive off when the cops arrive. And it's hysterical that the budget is so low that instead of showcasing Barbara's two-wing stone structure for what it was, the Appalachian Conference is actually more akin to a medium-sized family barbecue at a rented bungalow. The performances all round are pretty bloody bad. The worst of the bunch is probably the director himself, who hilariously cast himself as Joseph Barbara, the mob boss who hosts all the gangsters at his home. The man is supposed to be a feared and respected member of the upper brass of the mob, and he comes across as a slightly mentally impaired crack addict. Abekasir looks like he's 22 years old and he just watched Scarface with the gold necklaces and rings and stuff. He looks so out of place with his t-shirt while everyone else is dressed in snappy suits, like he forgot to get dressed before filming started. And the character just comes across as a first-class doofus. In real life, Barbara was so embarrassed by the events of Appalachian, he retired, having been humiliated. I thought the film was going to set this up, and that's why Barbara looked like such a nincompoop throughout the movie. But it never happens, and it only dawned on me around an hour and 15 minutes into the movie that the main gangster in the film isn't supposed to be a comic relief, and we're actually supposed to take him seriously. This actually makes the film 10 times better, because all of a sudden it's just mind-bogglingly hilarious that Abekasa must have watched the footage back and thought to himself, yeah, I look really badass and intimidating in this film. It was just a joke throughout the entire movie. It was a horrible, horrible casting decision. Okay, so I didn't pull any punches there, and maybe I could have been a bit nicer, but it's a film review, and people expect my honest opinion, and that's what I'm going to give. This isn't like your kid coming home from kindergarten and he's painted a green blob on some tracing paper, and you have to act all, ooh, that is amazing. We're all adults here, yeah? But anyway, going back to the email thing, and I think you can see where this is going. I said, yeah, sure, no problem, give him my email. Who knows, you know, maybe he wants to talk about petrol versus diesel, keeping fit during COVID, or the election race. But deep down, I knew this guy wants to give me shit for my review of his film. Why else would he want to talk to me? And lo and behold, just a few hours later, I get an email from a Danny Abekasa, and this is how it went. I wanted to write you about your review of Mobtown. I honestly don't care if you liked it or not. What bothers me is, you say that Joe the Barber would not act like that running around being funny. How do you know? Do you have footage of him at home? You say he was a serious guy. Well, if you watch Goodfellas, Joe's character is funny, a goofy, but still a killer. As for the movie, you'd be surprised to know. 
People love it, and it's very successful. If you're going to say anything about a movie, at least make sense. Saying Joe made is like comedy doesn't make sense. Well, to be honest, that doesn't make much sense either. You know, that could have been a lot worse. But still, why do you feel the need to respond to a random guy on the internet who didn't like your film? And of all the things I said, you take issue with Joe being a guy running around being funny. Did you respond to literally everybody else who saw it and gave it a bad review? Why validate my opinion? Why inflate my ego by responding to my review and trying to hide that you got rattled by it? I'm just a guy on the internet. You worked with Martin Scorsese and Robert De Niro. Why do you care what I think? And you know, to be fair, I'm sitting in my armchair. I'm being judgmental on this film, on that film. That's part of my thing on YouTube. I don't know how hard it was for Abekasa to make this film. I don't know how many obstacles he had to tackle, how much sweat and blood went into the movie. So I can understand a director being pissed, but come on man, have a bit of self-respect. Criticism comes with the territory. There's many ways I could have responded. A cheeky, quick, juvenile Who the fuck are you? did cross my mind. But I thought, no, let me be nice. I'll stand my ground, but I'll compliment him, even though there's a bit of low-key mockery in my reply. So I said, lol. Man, it was just my opinion. What else can I say? Others will have enjoyed the film. I wasn't that impressed. I will say, though, I thought the movie was hilarious, so I'll give you that. Your new film looks promising. He's making a new film about a basketball player, and I caught a bit of the trailer, which at least aesthetically looks better on the eyes than Mobta. But then, a second email from the Hollywood filmmaker. It's not about being impressed. I just think you got it wrong. No one knows how Joe reacted except that he got a heart attack that day. Blackjack is awesome, but you might say I didn't like the way Jackie shoots the ball. Ha 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 ha. Now, here is where I feel he nullifies his own argument. If no one knows how Barbara acted that day, then I'm still entitled to not being pleased with how he was depicted. Just how old Danny Boy is entitled to have an interpretation of the character. But I do have good reason to be unimpressed. The guy was a mob boss. I highly doubt he was running around picking up fish fingers all around town and was acting like a mildly hysterical schoolboy who's accidentally thrown his essay into the toilet. He was the head of a powerful family. He was a lot older than the 15-year-old looking Abekasa. His underboss was Russell Buffalino, the guy who Joe Pesci played in The Irishman. Can you imagine Pesci as Buffalino being an underling to this guy? It's just not on. Yes, you're entitled to your interpretation, but me and most of the film community blessed with sight and hearing are entitled to thinking you turned a feared mob boss into a Disney princess. So, this is where I decided to do a bit of mild trolling. Maybe bring the guy back down to earth a bit. Why are you being so uptight? Especially since I had a very nice conversation earlier in the day with someone in the film industry, someone whose movie I also criticised, but he counted in a very mature manner. I will say though that... I read an interview with Abeka Sir after I reviewed the film where he talked about how his Barbara was a wannabe gangster who wanted to rub shoulders with the big guys. So in a way, him being so different to the other characters was intentional in the film, so I'll give him that. So anyway, I said, Where would you rank Mobtown among the following films? The Godfather, Goodfellas, Once Upon a Time in America, The Irishman, Casino. And he replied, Mobtown was made for one million dollars. It's not comparing it to anything. I told the story through the eyes of the state trooper because I didn't really think it's a mob movie. Okay, that's a good answer. 
but you can still say a lot of amazing films have been made for less than one million dollars. I continued with my gentle trolling, dialing it up just a little bit. I said, where would you rank your performance as Joe Barbara among the following? Al Pacino as Marco Corleone, Marlon Brando as Vito Corleone, Ray Liotta as Henry Hill, Robert De Niro as Frank Sheeran. And he came back with, I was in The Irishman and I love those actors. You'd be surprised but a few of them complimented my performance in Mobtown. I can't compare myself. I'll let other people do that. Your problem is you're comparing a small movie to much bigger movies. It's impossible. I will tell you this. For a small movie, we did amazing numbers. And the movie is everywhere. You don't see movies of that size get that much attention. It wasn't worth critiquing and analysing his claims. So instead, I started to take the trolling up a notch. What was the goal with Mobtown? Did you envision the film as the smash hit, laugh out loud, feel good comedy of the year? Now we're getting wild. Abekasa swings back over the net with, I made a small movie that made money. You just seat home and write about movies. Lol, compare that. I'll tell you something, subscribers. Me sitting on my bum talking about The Irishman has made me a pretty decent amount of pocket change. But nonetheless, I embraced the new tone of the conversation. The man wanted to play numbers, so I gave him some numbers. You made a movie that has 500 votes on IMDb probably seen by all the extras and me. My review has 3,000 views. Do you think the real Joe Barbaro would come out of retirement just to whack you if he saw your film? And he said, No one cares about IMDb. The movie is playing on Showtime four times a week. It's on every airline flight in the world right now. Do your homework. I think Joe would love what I did. To which I replied, It's perfect for airline flight. Just the film to fall asleep to. If we're speculating what Joe would do, I think he would kill you by making you watch your own movie repeatedly until you lost the will to live. That would make a great movie. Could be the sequel to Mobtown. And then Danny went all out method as Barbara, saying, Why don't you go back to being the loser beyond your computer that doesn't do anything with his life and only talks about other people's creative life? Anyone who obsesses over the Irishman for two years before it comes out is a dork loser. Get a life. And then I said, Please don't say that, man. I might cry. I'm literally making this face right now. That's a shot of him in Mobtown finding out he's hosting the summit, by the way. And that was that. It seems after witnessing his own face, Danny was no longer compelled to retaliate, and so concludes this drawn-out and pointless battle of wits. I gotta give the guy credit, much as I was winding him up, he never resorted to profanity. In fact, I've never been called a dork loser before, it's actually kinda sweet and endearing. Anywho, I just thought you guys might find this interesting. It really is a small world isn't it? This isn't the first time I've made a video on someone and then that very person ends up seeing the video. I hope Danny's got over it and I wish him well. For more videos, consider subscribing to the channel and hitting the notification button. Thanks for watching.